2: Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone.
0: We'll be chatting with our favourite people,
1: sharing uplifting news stories, and
0: delivering tips and tricks
1: to bring balance to your lives.
0: Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Uh, oh, oh, I would say get get a pen and a pad for this one because our guest um, sets a couple of exercises. Does that make it interactive? Yes, in a long-winded way because you and I are now effectively pen pals. Uh, so there's a couple of exercises here. Join in. Let us know how you get on. I'll tell you all about them. So, so Dr. Tara's book, Dr. Tara Swart, her book is the source. I mean, that's a very loud car beep outside. Um, have you read The Secret? You may have done. The Secret polarizes opinion. You either think it's a load of, generally speaking, you probably think it's nonsense, or you like me, you absolutely love it. So Dr. Tara Swart was aware of the secret and the law of of attraction and and manifesting and was somewhat cynical and so set out to write a book all about it. And, well, she becomes converted over the the research, the writing, uh, the more people she spoke with. And so what the source is, is ultimately a scientific explanation as to why there is something in the law of attraction the Secret, manifesting, ask the universe, call it whatever you like. Uh, and the book is fascinating. I loved the book, the source. And so to speak to the author it was, a, it was a thrill. But also for you, the listener, it's exciting because Dr. Tara, as I say, sets a couple of exercises. Um, so she made for wonderful company. The interview finished and she went, I, this is arrogant that I'm saying this, but it was lovely. It was nice. She went. God, I felt a real. And now I. Now I regret saying this. I felt a real connection, and we, and we we did. We had this lovely. Uh, I mean, that's for you to decide, isn't it? I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, it was lovely. But what I did like was the fact that there are these exercises, and so drop us drop us an email. Uh, there's some exercises that will have you asking some searching questions about yourself, uh, and then there's one that will uh, hopefully excite you and energize you. Um, If you want to get in touch, podcast at balance.media. For sales, (laughs) say it the same way every single show, Uh, sales at balance.media. Our website, balance.media. Too many plugs. Uh, Anyway, next up is our good news section. And then after that, a lovely chat with the, the wonderful Dr. Tara Swart. Good news this week comes from the Women's World Cup. Our, our, obviously, our title is balanced, so e- equality is uh, hugely important to us. And the good news is the fact that the viewing figures for the Women's World Cup were wonderful. A record-breaking 28.1 million people watched the, the Women's World Cup. I mean, that's remarkable. Uh, oh, it, when England lost to the USA, who were very, very good, by the way, I mean... The best team won, um, but 11.7 million people watched that semi-final, which is wonderful. And so this is the bit, this is, this is the key. So I used to be a sports writer, I still interview sports people with my balance hat on, so I would say this, in terms of uh, good news and moving it forward and helping sports, obviously watching on television is wonderful. If you wanted... To go and watch a game, I would strongly recommend it. I'll tell you why. Because the average attendance... I'm not being... Uh, crikey. Uh, <laughs> listen to any episode. I'm not a negative guy. I'm a positive guy. But the um, the average attendance for women's Super League games is around 900, I think. Uh, which, which obviously isn't great. However, that can be rectified... Uh, and so i would say check out the new fixtures of the women's super league here we go we're live ah oh, there we go f a w s l dot com f a w s l dot com uh check out the fixtures check out the t oh by the way if you don't want to go Absolutely fine, but if you did, if you did want to go, uh, that's where you would find out more. If there's a team near you, you want to go with the family. Um, what I mean is, if that Women's World Cup, if you really enjoyed it and you wanted to then take the fandom to the next level, then FAWSL dot com to find out more um about the women's super league because obviously England did very well and it would be wonderful for England to keep doing very well what the listen what the what the US sorry i'm i'm really I'm editorializing here what the what the USA the advantage they had over everyone else is that they were much better <laughs> and that is because uh women's football in America has been successful for quite a while i mean they were they were so good Technically wonderful. As a Crystal Palace fan, I got quite envious watching some of those crosses into the box. I thought the delivery, the set pieces, they were just really slick. They were really good. They were, I've got I've got two young girls. Sorry, I'm turning this into this is not a good news story, is it? This is me going going off on one. As a dad with two girls who wants his two girls to enjoy sport, we watched the Women's World Cup and I did say while America were playing. Oh, these are these are very good indeed. Um, anyway, if you enjoy the women, Women's World Cup, and you wanna I could have written this up about two minutes ago, couldn't I? F-A-W-S-L dot com. Uh, and here, speaking of great women, Dr Tara Swart. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, huge congrats with the success of the book. What's it been like? Because I imagine since it's come out, it's been wonderful, hasn't it?
2: Thank you, yes. So I was just thinking, I must try to say something unexpected so you don't feel like you're just listening to the audiobook. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, It was a UK bestseller as soon as it came out, and it has remained as such. Um, It's now being translated into 35 international territories. Wow. Yeah.
0: 35? (laughs) Yeah. Is that ka-ching? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> bless your honesty we're actually doing this interview from uh, Dr Tara's helicopter so the, <laughs> the money came in early uh, right 35 that's phenomenal
2: um, it hasn't even come out in America yet it's coming out in America in October so yeah very focused on what's happening in the UK now really but just seeing all these amazing sort of countries that I know are going to get the translation in future is just you know it's a very sort of Heart melting moment, really.
0: Good for you. You know, I mean that. You know, from the from the bottom of my heart, as someone who took to this book straight away, uh, this is <laughs> this is phenomenal success. Now, America. I don't want to jinx it. If anyone can jinx it, it, it is me. <laughs> but it it, it it does feel like that American market would really hoover this up because it's. It's an intelligent approach on, and I'm not knocking anything that's gone before, but it's it, it it, it's an intelligent scientific approach on an area that has been controversial and has been touched on before. So what, what are your thoughts there as we go into uh, America welcoming it?
2: So I'm very lucky that I'm associated with MIT, which is the best university in the world, and they're <laughs> really lovely, wonderful people who've been so supportive, so As well as just the education that I've got, I've got that sort of academic credential in America, which apparently people are really keen to know that is behind a book. Yes. Especially when it's a book about things like the laws of attraction and vision boards, which are not usually associated with universities or academics or even, you know, business advisors or business people. So I think it is a really interesting mix. Um, The thing that struck me as I was writing it, which was most of um, last year and the bit of the year before, is... If you think about what's happening psychosocially and geopolitically in our country, in Europe, in the States, I think it's very needed. So to be honest, for me, more than the scientific credentials, it's what's happening in our society. Um, If the source could contribute to making that better in any way, that would be amazing.
0: Well, in that regard, one thing I wanted to ask you actually was what kind of... um feedback anecdotally have have you had so far where people have said I actually put into practice some of the things that you've talked about what's happened there?
2: Oh I have this really cute campaign on Instagram where people send me photos of the book from all over the world and they send me photos of their vision or action boards so I call them action boards because I say that you can't just sit at home waiting for checks to roll in or dreams to come true you have to do something every day to move yourself towards your vision Um, and I literally get messages from people that I don't know that I will probably never meet with pictures of their action board, the things that they've already ticked off, the dreams that they they want to um, you know, manifest. So that's been amazing. You pick your phone up and suddenly there's a message from someone who didn't have to bother to send you that message at all. And it's really amazing. It's, it's heartwarming, incredible. yeah.
0: What what, have, what sort of things have people uh, accomplished? I mean, and obviously we can't name names, but just a, a rough steer in terms of uh, before I read your book, your book, I'd wanted to achieve X. Since reading it, I've, a, I've achieved Y.
2: There are the classic things of get married, have a family. Are you,
0: ser- are you serious? Yeah. This has happened already from the book?
2: Yeah. Um, maybe not from the book, maybe from... When I was writing it and I started saying to people, you must do a vision board, you know, I've always done them, but the research of how it works in your brain was so compelling. Um, so this is more people I know, the ones that have got married, engaged, married, pregnant, had babies. That's definitely happened. What? Yeah, absolutely. This is unbelievable um <laughs> well my own engagement in marriage yes of course yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's in the book um but what i've received recently is more things well i received the coolest one i got recently was somebody who sent in the whole board and then said i've already cracked the surfing so you know clearly a woman sort of in her 30s who probably always wanted to surf who's now achieved that maybe having thought that it was too late kind of thing um Somebody who's studying towards a nursing qualification, who had kids young, has never travelled anywhere, really wants to travel um, to Australia. So
1: um,
2: that was part of it. And, well, you put me on the spot, but just really personal things about love, family, relationships, starting up your own business is a big one, going freelance as a creative, you know, writer, that kind of thing. I mean, even if, you know,
0: you talk about love and relationships there, if your book inspires someone to reach out to someone who they otherwise wouldn't have, I mean, this is as beautiful as life gets, isn't it, really?
2: Or even just to be open to it. I think one of the reasons I wrote the book was because I wanted to put the science behind those esoteric things that I quite like, you know, secretly. Um, Me too. But also because I've been through this myself, but I've just also seen lots of people... And you know how you hate to see other people make the mistakes that you've made? Yeah. People who have closed off their hearts and thought, it's too late for me, I'll never get married, I'll never have children, or have just become so bitter about what that can mean that they just want to avoid it. And, you know, again, I just think the world needs a bit more love and generosity and kindness in it, so...
0: And even those of us who, you know, I've known you for a matter of minutes, but having uh, enjoyed the audiobook, you you and I are are both... we're, We're probably not just glass half full people were probably grateful to have the glass in the first place um, but for, for people like us who are who are who are positive we all we all have moments where we get down and we all have you know mm. certainly I, I i certainly speak for myself here there are moments where i know the importance that i need to reopen my heart and mm. revisit my mm. optimism um, c- can you say a bit about that there because, because certainly living in london as well you know you, you stand on the tube People look so, a lot of people look so glum. Mm. One thing about the book is that it it, it flips on its head. It, it will have you smiling again, won't it?
2: Mm. You know I've been on that rat race. I've, I've been in that job where you're on the train, everyone's dressed in black, everyone's eating their dinner on the train and you just yeah. sort of think there must be more to life than this. and but we because like you said, we all have the, the ups and downs. Yes. So hold on to the times that you've had the up. like I went for a sort of annual health check recently and you know we're all getting on so you you never know what's around the corner Um, and I got the all clear and I was walking home and I just thought the world is so beautiful like I've been given a fresh start and I'm just so full of gratitude and I remembered that when you feel like that everything seems good everything seems easy everyone's helpful and you only see things you know in a really positive way but you know, I absolutely have and do get into those states where I think everything's going wrong. I can't see my way out of this. But, you know, something like journaling really helps you to remember that just a few days ago you were feeling like the world is a beautiful place. And then it's it's amazing how quickly that can turn. But you just have to remind yourself that that can be true and do whatever you can to get yourself back into that state.
0: The reason why I was looking at there, like I'd been hypnotised, is because you could not be more speaking to my soul right now. Uh, I'm someone who's tremendously guilty of when things are going great. Like a centre forward, I, th- I feel like I can't miss. But but when as soon as things go go badly, I think, well, this is all this is all going wrong. So it it's a, it is a timely reminder, isn't it, to, to us all?
2: It's a thing, and whenever things go well, I sort of say to you know my team that work with me. um... You know, if only we could say that we've got a waiting list when we don't really have one, you know, because when you say it, everybody wants your services more than ever. But I always find it really hard to pretend that that's true when it's not. But one of the things I've written about in the book, which is neuroplasticity, which is the ability to change your brain pathways, means that that old phrase, fake it till you make it. I don't really love that phrase, Mm -hmm. but I sort of say act it till you are it means that you can... You can be what you want to be. You can practice being that until it becomes natural.
0: That's right. Um, now, what what we've done, and this is my fault, we, we've we've dived straight in, assuming that every reader knows exactly... You know why? It's because I'm such a fan and I, I got too carried away. So it, what I will ask is, could you explain to anyone who... Uh, I, th- I think I can name The Secret um, by its title. A lot of people have a strong opinion on, on The Secret. Uh, I may have said in a previous episode before... The one thing myself and our editor, Sophie Scott, probably the one thing we don't see completely eye to eye on is is The Secret and Rhonda Byrne. I I love everything that she's ever written. Up. Well, as, soon as, as soon as it comes out, I'll download it. I'll have my headphones on because I'll always do an audio book when it comes to personal development. Sophie isn't feeling it. Um, can you just explain a little bit about uh, the source and perhaps... Um, I'm putting words into your mouth here, but I think one of the reasons why it's so popular and why it's so beloved is because it's it's a scientific, uh, research-based take on the law of attraction.
2: So interestingly, I don't know if you know this stat, but The Secret is a multi-million best-selling book that still sells over a 1,000 copies a week over 10 years after it was published.
0: I did not know that.
2: So you could say it's Marmite, but I would say more people love it than hate it.
0: Well, I love the I love the Marmite. Trust me.
2: <laughs> yeah. So even even now, yeah. in t- 2019. It's often, it's often in the top 30 of of um nonfiction. So it is, there's definitely something to it, right? And that's almost what was intriguing for me as a scientist. Um, I spent a summer, two summers ago, actually doing the research on the laws of attraction to see how much of it could I prove with modern cognitive science. And I thought if half of it could be sort of backed up by science that would be a really good start there isn't actually agreement over what the 12 laws of attraction are so i had to kind of make up the 12 that were the most common and then um like agree the 12 that were the most commonly called the laws of attraction 10 of them it was absolutely easy to back up with science and then the one or two i was really honest and said i can't come up with the current scientific explanation for this but it's not going to harm you. So if you want to add this in, add it in. If you don't want to do anything, you know, because it's not based on science, then just leave it out, basically. Um, so actually, it was quite easy to use cognitive science to persuade people that the laws of attraction do work and explain how they work. The main criticism of The Secret was that it was using quantum physics instead of psychology and neuroscience, yes. which because it's the power of the mind, so it should have been using those. Um Personally, I'm probably more in the Sophie camp in that. Really? Yeah, because, well, that's why I wrote the book, because I thought I like the idea of the laws of attraction, but I would need to know how it works to be convinced that I should actually do any exercises or, you know, for example, create a vision board. Um, And I wanted something that felt not religious, non-judgmental, not over the top. And I literally one day thought, I could write that book. So
0: that's the source. Um, that's incredible. If I'm honest with you, I, I couldn't be more wrong. I'd, I'd incorrectly as it sounds out, I, I, I'd assumed that you'd gone in there as a fan of the book and you and the thought process was, I, I love this book and I'm going to prove factually why this is a thing. But actually it's the, the opposite.
2: I mean, I love the concepts of visualisation and the laws of attraction um, and manifestation. Um, but... No, there was something that always jarred with me about that book, those books. So it's not just The Secret. I really like The Master Key System and Think and Grow Rich, and there are some other books in that genre. Yes. Um, and actually one of the things that that Penguin Random House said was there's a book like that for every generation, and it's been a long time since there's been a book like that. So that was super inspiring for me as well. And it really came together with that whole, the world just psycho-spiritually seems to be going down a really bad road. Um So, yeah, I mean, I think the magic of, I mean, for instance, on the date of publication, which was Valentine's Day, we'd already sold 25 international territories. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I didn't know that that was unusual because I've never written a book by myself before or had, you know, such a big book. Um, So there was a funny moment. We had a book party and um, the MD of the publishing imprint said, um, because she believes in abundance and visualisation, she doesn't actually realise that the biggest publisher in the world doesn't just come to you and give you a contract. She doesn't realise that it's incredible to have 25 international territories on the day of launch. This
0: is, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm very lucky I get to chat with a lot of people who've written books or are writing books. I chat with uh, publishers and so on. So I know that these numbers are special, aren't they?
2: I literally didn't know that, but I know it now. And I actually said to someone recently, I think I should stop doing vision boards because I'm only going to limit my possibilities by doing vision boards now. Because I would have probably been happy with five to ten international territories. Um, So I do believe that the the source has taken on a life of its own and, and I would love for it to become... More of a movement than just a
0: book. It feels like a movement. That's a that's a great word. Absolutely. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you don't, and, and I've only just thought of this, we've never done this before. Is there anything anyone listening to this now? Is there an exercise that we could all do together from Dr. Tara? Call it call it a podcast experiment. Is there something that we can do? Um, Some you know maybe maybe if you're listening, Dr. Tara will say something. Press pause and they they do an exercise. And then maybe people can email in, and we find out how they've got on over the next few weeks and months. Uh, I was I was thinking of something from the book because there's there's some lovely exercise in the book. Is that is there anything we could uh, we could do there?
2: So an idea came into my mind, but I think I'm going to go, which was the stop exercise. Do you remember that? Yes. one? Yes. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the people tree. Okay. Which is it's just actually a really nice one to to say out on a podcast. So you draw a. Like a stick tree with five branches, and you write the names of the five people either that you spend the most time with—that's
0: right—or
2: that you feel like have the biggest influence on your life. So it could be. Why I are you I'm laughing? So
0: I am laughing because when I did, the, <laughs> I hope you like this. Uh, it, mine was a reflection on, on how few. <laughs> Since I got married and had and had children. Yeah. Mine was a real wake up as to how few people I see outside of my wife and kids. So is the five branches and I wrote down wife, child one, child two. And then it was like, oh, oh God, I see I need to see more people. Um
2: I mean it can be people who influence your life a lot. So it could yes. be like your mother in law could therefore be she, a big you know influence. She would,
0: be, yeah. she would be on there, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, go on. So yes um, it's, it's the And sometimes three.
2: historically we have so we may spend a lot of time with our partner and a few friends, but we may feel that there's a big expectation from our family or it might be that there's too many work people on that, that tree. So, yes. you know, that, even just doing that bit says quite a lot, like you said. It, it yeah. really did. It did. Um, so let's say you have five adults on your tree that, that are, you know, different sorts of people that you spend time with or, like I said, that have a big influence on your thinking and the way that you live your life. Then draw five twigs from each of the five branches and write down the words that jump to mind when you think of those people. So, you know, it could be warm and generous or everybody has faults. So you might say that somebody talks too much or drinks too much or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you should end up with 25 words. Yes. You then look at those 25 words... And you kind of have to absorb them until you accept that all 25 of those are a description of you. We're essentially made up of the people that we spend most of our time with. Um, There's lots of studies on social contagion on how, you know, if one of your friends gets divorced, then you're more likely to get divorced in the following year. If um, one or more of your friends become obese, you're more likely to become obese. And I think we also just know that feeling of when you capture, you know, an emotion from someone and it can be really, really challenging. Like, I've had people write to me on Instagram and say, well, you know, I put my mother on that and I put bully and I'm not a bully. But, and, and I had a really interesting exchange with this person, who I don't know, obviously, where I said, well, can you at least take responsibility for something that, you know, whether it's that you remind her of someone that bullied her or, you know, just any reason that you might have such a strong sort of negative feeling with someone... Um, and she actually wrote back and said, well, apparently I look just like her older sister who bullied her when she was a child. And yeah. I think that gave that person so much release because they kind of realised it's not to do with them. And actually that they were just harbouring a lot of negativity that was harming them. And they didn't have to.
0: And it is, it is a powerful exercise. Um, someone, someone has said this to me before, that the the, the qualities that we sometimes don't like in, in other people... Oh, whether we like it or not, and you can get you know we we, we all get defensive that it it's us, isn't it yeah, um
2: well, it's because we it's in our shadow, and so we don't like it because it's something we know that's in ourselves that isn't a good thing,
0: so what does the person do when they have those twenty five words and they and they fully absorb it what what what's the next process there?
2: So the next process is obviously mostly we want people to be doing work on themselves so using that neuroplasticity you can prune out some behaviors that you don't feel proud of you can really max up you know ramp up the ones that you want to be seen to stand for sometimes you obviously can't do this with your wife and children (laughs) but you may think do I want to spend less time with one or two of those people do I want to spend more time with you know do I want to sort of take one of those people to be a real role model that I aspire to be like and maybe spending more time with them will help you with that and and even if it's just you know like I think I see James just the right amount I want you know I'll make sure I keep reaching out and staying in touch but I'm not going to do more or less than I do at the moment so it's both about interacting with those people so these social connections that we have which are very much like neural connections in our brain so i'm obsessed with making you know analogies to the brain all the time um but it's also about what do you want to grow or prune in your own brain
0: it it is a it's such a wonderful exercise as well so uh, as regular listeners will know as i've already alluded to here i listen to a lot of personal development books and some Mm. of the exercises in other books you know they're wonderful but they're quite transient they 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 feel nice at the time but you've probably forgotten about it maybe an hour later whereas the the tree exercise is I mean I, I feel it in my in my gut now it's it's uh it, it sounds like an insult and it's not it's its a heavy one isn't it in the, in the right. best way possible yeah, it can be yeah um what have you what what have been the um what have been the, the, the positive types of feedback that you've got there from the the tree
2: well I think that what you can do later with the tree so that's more of a sort of snapshot of what's in your life currently if you decide to prune and grow your own strengths uh, you know prune your development areas and grow your strengths then you can actually look for iconic figures whether they're historical figures famous people that you don't know but you think you know what they're like um or friends and family that you really admire and you can kind of try to understand how what it is that they're demonstrating—that are qualities that you want—and you can try to emulate that. And with repetition and practice, we can really bring those things into our own toolkit. So um, it's about being really conscious of that, because if you're not, then just because of who you spend time with—and I think to be honest, with your experience—we should add the. F- I think we should not put children on the tree, so it should be sure. adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, the people who influence you the most—you might become snappy or judgmental or you know assertive or whatever it is just because you're around them all the time but wouldn't you rather choose which qualities you're portraying
0: oh gosh yeah absolutely Mm. um i also think why it's such a a great exercise as well is that the phrase take stock is often used and you know we, we all a lot of us feel like we need to take stock it's important to take stock but how do you actually go about doing that whereas this is an actual piece of tangible advice where you can actually take stock isn't it
2: yeah, and there's something else that I didn't include in the book, but I, I've thought of a lot since then, um, which I'd love to say on your podcast, because then it gets it out there to Can't so wait, people, honestly. I,
0: I, yeah. I, which chair, is uh,
2: <laughs> to think of your mind as your dream home. Now, imagine if you won the lottery and you could buy the house of your dreams and you could furnish it with any furniture that money can buy or, you know, have it made for you, everything. And it was just perfect and beautiful. Like, how much you would want that to be kept clean you would want people to respect it you wouldn't let your children walk around with their muddy wellies on kind of thing and if um you know if there was if there were house plants and they you know sort of started withering then you'd make make them neat and you'd only ever have fresh flowers in the house but we don't do that with our own minds we have negative thoughts we have jealous thoughts we get angry we get stressed We, you know, put toxins into our brain that affect our our thinking and our sleep and things like that. So if you thought of your mind as this beautiful dream home, then you wouldn't let these. Hold up. Um, you wouldn't tolerate some of the things that other people do or say to make you feel a certain way. So I think that's a really nice analogy.
0: Oh, that's so nice. So, what, so at the moment, so balance, balance is on print at the moment, and uh, as anyone who works to deadlines will be able to relate to, it's, it's always stressy when a when a magazine mm. goes to print. What can you do? What can you do there with the mind to mm-hmm. help combat the that stressy feeling? Because you know that feeling of being burnt out, mm. and the brain is almost overthinking at times
2: i would actually pick two longer term things and what do you do like right in that moment i mean right in that moment you can take magnesium you can go for a walk you can do some deep breathing you know just to calm down in the moment you
0: can listen to dr tara's audiobook (laughs)
2: um you can but longer term what i think you should do is journal so every time you know you're coming up to a deadline Write down what it is that's stressing you out, how you're feeling, like how it feels in your body, how it feels in your thoughts, who you feel, you know, snappy with because of it. And then you only have to read back over three or six months to realize that you're doing the same thing over and over again. And to be honest, that's usually enough for people to just think, I'm not going to be like that. You know, I'll, I'll think about it beforehand next time. Um, and actually, the stop exercise that I mentioned is one that you can use to, you know, to really understand when those feelings are rising in your body and then to to not, not act on them. Um, another thing is mindfulness. Of course, if you do have the time yeah. to practice regular mindfulness, then you can just take a step back in the moment and say, you know, you're, you know, why are you writing your magazine? You want to give people useful and interesting information. So you can't really go wrong. You know, it's just... Yeah. What is it that you're actually worrying about? Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're going out with the best of intentions, trying to share information with people. No one's going to judge or criticise you. They won't even know if you missed out something that you wanted in there. You know. Yeah. So I think it's thinking about. It's, it a, like funny
0: that. it's it is a funny old life. It's uh, a mm. funny old life because you, you do that thing. You know, you worry, worry, worry. Then it goes to print, and you know mm. oh, what's worried about. Mm. And then you start the new issue, and it, it's just a continuous cycle. But almost. if you
2: journal, you really might find that that cycle breaks
0: one thing I actually wanted to talk about is is journaling so uh, journaling is something that I have and I know I'm not alone in this something that I've tried on multiple occasions and while I'm doing it life is better while I'm doing it Mm -hmm. and what I'm guilty of I wonder if this is a subconscious thing is that when life feels warmer and, and lighter when i'm journaling and i think i think on some level i, I might be thinking uh, oh great everything's going great yeah. don't need to journal anymore yeah, yeah. and I, I almost get out of the good habit um is there any advice there for not stop i mean i think to answer my own question yeah just don't stop doing it um I, I know a lot of people are guilty of um doing the journal putting it down and then before you know it three months have passed and you've yeah
2: well look i'm guilty of that myself are you so, really? Yeah. So, oh. You know, I'm definitely Sweet not.
1: Relief.
2: Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying that I journal and meditate every day. That is not my message <laughs> mm. at all. Um, we're all human. I tend to. So I would say if you could do a foundational practice. So let's say there's a year where you do journal most of the time, then you know what it does for you. Because I've felt the benefits of journaling. It works, doesn't it? Yeah. The thing. <laughs> I do only tend to turn to it when things are. A bit shit, to be yeah. honest, yeah. yeah. Um, and so now I can do that, though, because I did do the, that first year where I did it really intently. Um, and I think it's okay if things are going really well. I don't think you do have to do it. But Oh, really? I don't think you have to. I don't. Okay. Um, but if you never had that proper foundation and you just dip in and out, I don't think you'd ever get the most out of it. But if you've done, you know, I did one, two, and then a, one or two years solid then a break then another long period of journaling and it's i've got you know i've got a journal this year um i've written in it i would say a moderate amount yes i am guilty of thinking oh i should really write that in my journal and then you know not getting around to it but then sometimes i do a summary if you i mean with everything with exercise with journaling meditation if you get out of the habit don't beat yourself up just start again and the easiest way to start a journal is just ten things I'm grateful for. So you don't have to sit there with your pen poised over an empty page thinking, What should I write? Just do a list of ten things you're grateful for. Then you started.
0: I, I got sent I got sent a journal. I think the company's called Mind Journal. And it's geared towards men and male mental health. Mm. So what I would say is to anyone listening, if you if you if you are if you are if you are a man, and I know that journalism, journaling isn't the sort of thing that a lot of fellas talk about, mm. but if you did want to get into it, you know, obviously if you're not a man as well, the the Mind Journal book is excellent because it has daily exercises, so it's sort of it's almost mm. making you commit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not getting paid by them. I, I, w- I happily would do, um, but I think there is a stigma attached. I guess maybe it's stigma that I've applied in my own mind to journaling, and I would say that if you wanted to. Overcome that. Mind journal is, is is quite a nice way to do it. Do you just buy your own blank journal, take it then?
2: I buy my own blank journal, and for me, having like one that's really pretty is it makes me want to write in it more. Yes, I think for the kind of person that you're talking about, whether it's guys or girls,
0: that you stoic uh, stiff upper lip. Yeah, you know. yeah.
2: Um, you can just do notes on your iPhone so nobody even has to know that you've got a Yes. you know or, or on your laptop and just yeah. have them like password protected so because a lot of people don't do it because they're worried about it being found it's true Yeah, it is
0: it's absolutely true yeah I mean I'd be, I'd, if my wife was to see some of the things I've oh, written no. in a journal she, yeah. she'd, she'd think are you okay
2: yeah I thought that too I was like like I would literally die if anyone found my journal
0: absolutely <laughs> I'd tell my wife everything but not what I put in a journal no, you know, know. <laughs> you know what I'd show you i tr- I trust you implicitly <laughs> I think we're on the same wave. We'd write, we you know the stuff that we'd put in there. Um, one one thing I would love to talk about: um, what what does the future have in store? Because I imagine, obviously, we're, we're at Penguin right now. You I mean they'll be being a path to your door for for follow-up books? Um, what, what what other what other stuff is is happening, Doctor Tara?
2: Um, it's interesting you should say that because I actually got quite traumatized when I wrote up my PhD about writing and so I have that image of the red pen all over your I script. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, and so my last two books I wrote with other people because my motivation was I couldn't let those people down. Right. But I I didn't know if I could ever write a book by myself and so having Penguin, the support of Penguin was amazing, yeah. and, you know, but it was still very, very hard work. Um and actually, what's really lovely is that the team at Penguin think that this book has so much potential. They actually want me to focus on just building the momentum around this book.
0: Putting all your energy yeah. into it. Because, you know, there is a snowball. I mean, let's be honest, there's a real snowball effect yeah. happening with this book. You know, yeah. we're talking about 35, 35, 35 languages. I mean, come on. <laughs> 35 languages. America is next. So uh, I, I guess in a way, would it be, not foolish, but um, while the, while there would be a temptation to produce that next book i guess there is there guess, isn't
2: a temptation believe me <laughs>
0: but it, it, it does make more sense doesn't it to, yeah i think
2: so you know i have a i have a full time job i run a consultancy yeah. um and i teach at mit um so i wrote that book every weekend for for a year whilst working full time and traveling to australia and america yeah. and europe and stuff so i'm going to walk the talk this year i'm going to continue working um as normal till october i'm going to spend october in america launching the book um i have this massive conference for a thousand women where they're buying a thousand books in in um, america so i'm going back in mid-november and i'm actually then going to take a three-month sabbatical which i've never done in my whole life i was at university for nine years i was a doctor for seven years i started up my business 12 years ago so it's the first time i'm going to have any time
0: Oh. If this was the 1990s and we were on Ricky Lake, I would say, "You go, girl." <laughs> um, what, what, are you, <laughs> what will you do with the three-month um, sabbatical?
2: I mean, I really want to sort of, you know, recoup my resilience. So I would love to do things like yoga, spend quality time with my friends and family, read 12 books, and I'm going to do a short um, introduction to history of art course. So all those things that you know I don't do because I'm too busy. Um,
0: This is wonderful. I imagine listeners will be applauding the fact that you're doing this. But the thing is, though, and obviously, you know, you've you've been incredibly busy. It is important, isn't it, to take that time off?
2: um, I think, you know, it always is. I've always said you should take your full, like, holiday allocation and things like that. But I have to say, after writing the book and then it coming out and me not really realising how much expectation there was going to be around the launch and everything... I sort of look back and think I was a bit lucky to not get burnt out and, you know, for it to not affect my family relationships and things. So that's pushed me to say I must finally take this sabbatical that I, you know, keep saying I'll take, but I never do. Um, But the next big thing, and, and, you know, this is something that... Because I'm not secretive about my vision board at all. Um, You know, the thing that we're all talking about and hoping for is um, a, a TV series. So I think if the book could get translated into something like that. It can reach even more people. Um, And just, I think, having a different medium is really interesting. So I'd rather do Book to TV than next book.
0: Imagine your voice on American television. They wouldn't believe their luck. (laughs) Is that that, that the plan then?
2: That's, I mean, I'm just leaving it to the laws of attraction. I haven't actually done anything about
0: it. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean... uh, the wonderful thing is, I mean, talk about the proof being in the pudding. The, the, you know, arguably the greatest success story of your book, when it comes to manifesting, is you. I mean, that's that's wonderful, isn't it, to be able to actually be the living. Some, look, some, I'm sure you've done this. I'm, I'm sure our listeners have done this. You listen to a personal development book or you, or you read one, and you think, has the author really? Have they done the hard yards? Are they really you know, living their best life, as, as people say on social media? What authority does this person have to be telling me this? You're the living proof of, of your own book, aren't you?
2: I have done all the exercises that are in the book. Yeah. And, you know, with my coaching work, I always say I would never ask anyone to do something that I'm not prepared to do myself. Um, and I do expect a lot from my coaching clients. I have very, very high standards for them. Um, Yikes. <laughs> um So I think, you know, that's a kind of tricky one to say because I I don't want to be somebody that looks like I'm saying, oh, I've got it all. I've, you know, I've done it all. I've made it happen. I I think life is a a constant journey, a constant series of learnings and that actually the further you evolve spiritually and psychologically, the more you realize that there is to do. Um, So in you know in that respect i don't really know what's what's there for me but um you know i recently got married i've got a stepson so it's quite a different it's quite a change in direction for me so i want to do all of that really well
0: well I, I i apologize what i meant by that was if, if if there's someone listening to this who who hasn't yet bought the book mm. they will list they will listen to this chat and they mm. will go wow what this what dr tara has achieved is inspiring to me to want to
2: yeah, I think those things like you know leaving a very stable job in the NHS to start up all over yeah. again, you know, by myself. Yes, I've def- I've done that, yeah. um, and I do have to pinch myself at yeah. just what that's become, which was beyond my you know wildest expectations.
0: Now, is before we go, is is there one thing we can do to uh, a dream that we can write down? Is it is it as simple? Before we sign off, is it as simple as all of us? Uh, who are listening or or myself asking the question when it comes to wanting to achieve a dream should we just write this dream dream down
2: there is um at the beginning of the book something about setting an intention which you do write down in your journal but i think if there's one thing that your listeners go off and do it should be to make a vision board or you know an action board which is a collage made by hand with metaphorical representations of what you really want in life that you keep preferably by your bed so you see it at least twice a day and that you look at it regularly and you imagine everything on it coming true and then i would absolutely love to hear from from our listeners about the people tree anything that came up from that and these stories of these action boards coming true because it's yeah. you know it's incredible it has a cumulative effect on me it just makes me think oh my god you know you know when it happens for yourself but to hear it happening for all these other people like Um, When the book first came out, the book fairies left just random copies of the book all over the UK. And um, yesterday I saw a picture on Instagram of a girl with her engagement ring saying, oh, he's only just gone and popped the question. And she was the first person that found one of the books when she was walking her dog. And she thought that somebody had left it there by mistake. And she's put this whole story on Instagram of how she tried to find out whose it was so she could return it to them. And then she realized it was from a book fairy. And um, bu- what is a book fairy? A book fairy is a real person who goes around with a stack of new books just before they come out and just leaves them like on the tube, on a park bench, in a school.
0: Is this a Penguin thing, or is it do all companies? Do um,
2: this? I don't think it's a Penguin thing. A book
0: fairy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm having to slap myself to make sure I'm not having a malarial dream. <laughs> this is the that's the loveliest thing I've heard all day. It's
2: so sweet.
0: And that and th- and then that's ended up shaping her life. Then yeah. Is it? Is it? My I've done it again. I do this thing where I, I'll say, oh, one more question before you know it. It's December." Um, is it? It's my understanding that with a vision board, you really have to feel it while you're while you're doing it. So, like, for example, I'll pick a very random example. Let's say you want to work on your golf handicap, right? Mm-hmm. So, on your vision board, you might put a picture of Greg Norman in his nineties nineteen nineties zenith. You put a picture of Greg Norman on your vision board, but while you're doing that, you really have to feel it, don't you? You can't just be cutting out a picture, slapping it on, looking at it. It's got to be quite an emotional experience.
2: Absolutely. So you know how you're saying should we write down what we want? We obviously all have at least a vague idea of what we want. So you will tend to look for pictures that match those things. Yes. But what I say is lay them out on your board before you glue them on. And if there's something that you thought you really wanted, but the picture just doesn't work there get rid of it great go through the magazines again and if you see a picture and you think oh i don't know what that's about but i just love that picture put that on your board it will make sense later
0: dr tara this this has been this is ex- my expectations are high because i love the book y- you have uh, performed a fosbury flop over the top of those <laughs> uh, expectations this has been uh, such a blast and I, I just know that our readers were, i'm nearly tearing up here <clears throat> I know that our readers will really get a lot out of this, so thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much. Bless you. James. Thank you, Doctor Tara. You. Thank you.
0: Bye. What a great guest, eh? What a what a great dude. I love Doctor Doctor Tara. If you're listening, you are a total mensch. I think you're brilliant, and I'm so pleased that the book. I could have just emailed. I mean, I've got her email address. I could have just dropped her an email <laughs> to say I'm very pleased you've been you've been very successful. Um, but I, I mean, what a what a total inspiration. Um, so the book is called The Source, and I, I've got a feeling you want to know more, don't you? You want to, you want to buy it, um, if you've not bought it already. I mean, to be fair, there's a chance you already own it. It's been incredibly successful. I personally, I, I tell you what, if Audible wants to pay me, you can. Personally, I can only speak for myself, I find with personal development books, what what happened to the phrase self-help? It's, it's like you're not allowed to say self-help, it's now it's pers- Anyway. That's for another episode. Personal development, self-help, call it what you like. I find that it works better with headphones on rather than reading it. You do come unstuck when there are exercises, yes. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, I know there are exercises in this. But some books, um, there might be, say, two pages of exercises. And if you're walking down the street, yeah, okay, Um It's tricky, but I do, I I just personally enjoy an audiobook more, you know, other audiobook uh, options are available, Uh, but yes, I'm with Audible, Um, I just, maybe it goes in a bit better rather than sitting and reading, I don't know, anyway, you know, choose what you like. The Source, Dr. Tara Swart, it's out now, we chatted with her on the eve of uh, her, br- it was like chatting with the Beatles before they played the Ed Sullivan Show. Um, so it's about to drop. I, I, I use the word "drop" that much now that I can't claim that it's ironic. But uh, Doctor Tara and and the source, it's about to drop in America. So I, get get in there now, get in there now while it was cool before it went massive. It's like Coldplay. Co- Sorry, I'm turning this into stand-up comedy. Cold, Coldplay- anyway. That is from that is for another place entirely. Coldplay are brilliant. I love Coldplay. And it was like someone then decided around the fourth album that you weren't allowed to like... It's such an English thing, isn't it? This English thing of knocking brilliant things. It's it's such a shame. Again, I've really gone off on one on this one. Um, podcast. I just... Look, I just think this is my... I'm turning this into a new podcast. This is uh, My Two Cents with James Gill. It seems like an English thing. In that, well, the, well, the, how I've got into this is the the, the, the thoughts of Dr. Tara breaking America. Okay, and so we have this thing in England where we want we like people doing well, but we don't like it when they do too well. And so I spent some time in Scotland last year, and what what I was reminded of and what struck me is the love that Scott. It was it was conversations about Kevin Bridges was how this came up. And what strikes me about Scotland is if you think about people like... I can't believe this is staying in the podcast, but here we are. You think of people like Kevin Bridges, Billy Connolly, Sean Connery, Andy Murray. These are four absolute icons in their field. And the Scots have always championed them to the best of my knowledge, generally speaking. They've always loved these people and made them feel like heroes. Whereas in England, someone gets very big... And then it becomes cool to knock them for some reason. Just so it sort of breaks my heart a little bit. Uh, and Coldplay is my. Uh, there are there are lots of other examples, but the one that really upset me was not upset me. I wasn't like crying into my pillow. But Coldplay, this is this is an entirely different podcast. Coldplay, are great fourth album was it? And then for whatever, anyway. Tune in next week for more of my. Uh, you know what? What is this? Twenty episode twenty two. I'm not sure I've ever gone off on one with some random opinion, so maybe a 1 in 22 average isn't too bad. Anyway, thank you so much. Let us know how you get on with the exercises. Dr. Tara, total dude. Um, thank you as always. Podcast at balance.media for sales. It's sales at balance.media. Hope you loved the new issue that came out last week. Fern Cotton, guest editor. If, if it didn't, Uh, come out in your area. You don't live in London. Uh, The website is balance.media. There's no .com on there. Oh, some online forms don't like it. You're absolutely right. Um, Balance.media. Thank you as always. I love you all. I'm super grateful. I mean, that bizarre uh, almost rant at the end there. Uh, Staying in. Staying in. Uh, Take care. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye-bye. Thank you.